Hey guys. What's up? It's time for Carson Wentz 2.0. Will it be better than 1.0? We shall discuss, among other things, coming up next. All right, all right, all right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world. It's December 27th. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. I did. Yesterday was my birthday. Sorry we didn't go live on Monday, handling some uh, birthday festivities uh, last night. But, fellas, how y'all doing? I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you, Yam, in the chat. Y'all have a good uh... row. Yes. 42. How was your holidays, man? Yo, I got Caps Rangers tickets for February. Caps Rangers. Okay. Of course, I'm a Caps fan. We all know this. I'm a yeah. DC guy. But yeah, I got tickets. To, uh, one of my gifts was um, tickets to go see the uh, Caps and Rangers. And the um, notice that I was getting these tickets were left in a pair of rocks glasses that my girlfriend got for me. They have hockey pucks etched into them. Ooh. So. How about you, Dev? Dev got nothing because he's muted. (laughs) (laughs) I had fun. Got to eat with the kids and got over some gifts. Got this cool Sean Taylor shirt. Yeah, man. I like that shirt. Put that on the camera, man. That looks looks, looks cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that shit. It's pretty dope. That is dope. I like that. Is that right, from, right. that's, yeah. um, that's from the, the Sean Taylor collection? Collection, yeah, the Sean Taylor project. So that's the yeah. stuff that his daughter de- designed. Yeah, that's cool. right. That looks good, man. I like it. So, like so here's it. here's the question: What did y'all feast on for for uh, Christmas? And a loss from the Giants. Is what we, uh, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Uh, let's let's talk happy stuff. What what did y'all have for your for your for your Christmas meal? Uh, we were going to have family come over, but my in-laws got sick. So, uh, we went chill. I made some, this dish I make like this steak and rice dish, like a Chinese steak and rice dish where I fry some rice, get a, get a couple steaks, green onion, oyster sauce, kept, kept it pretty easy. So fried steak and fried rice. I have, a, I was going to do a Boston, or excuse me, a beer can chicken, but I'll save that for when they come over next weekend. Got it. How about you, Dev? You said you had to eat with the family. Oh, um, man, I think we just had regular stuff like pinto beans, cornbread, you know. Um, so my stuff's not regular like stuff? That, man. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> you well, basically had Chinese food for Christmas, but, Steve. Yeah, for, for the second I sounded racist, no. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just regular stuff. Didn't really it, – uh, it, uh, we had an Arctic blast here, so uh, everything was closed. Uh, right around those days, so you couldn't really go a lot grocery shopping. Oh no! <laughs> so um, I got all three cars out of the shop. That was fun. That's good. Yeah. What about well, you, Bill? Well, my pops cooked it up because he was uh, did Chris, does Christmas dinner, and uh, our main course was prime rib. Oh yeah, 
That's worse. Oh my god, it was so good. They got a big thick slabs for everybody. Yep. Um asparagus. Um had um whipped mashed potatoes, homemade whipped mashed potatoes, stuff like that. Um I had like this cheesy head of uh cauliflower rolls, you know, good stuff. Like the, the classics, the classics. And I'm, and my mother made a baked cheesecake that had a hard chocolate shell on the top. And okay. It was like a, it was like a cook it was, it was like a it was like a, a graham cracker cookie crust. Oh, so good. Yeah. So, man. I'm, I'm 20 pounds heavier just off Christmas dinner. <laughs> what the holidays do to us, man, and that's what this team does to us. It gives us heartache, heartbreak, excitement, aneurysms, you name it. That's what this team does. Uh, let's say good evening to everyone in the chat here. Yeah, I'm so, I hope you had a good r- birthday, Steve. I did, yeah, I appreciate it. We went bowling today. Um, continued the, the day into two days. Sounds like you had to cook on your birthday. I did. Uh, yesterday? No. Yesterday we went out to eat. We're not to we'll eat eat, place called Clyde's. Uh, it's big in this in this area. So we had uh, I had some oysters and then some some pan fried rockfish and like this red broth soup of sweet potato. Oh, so good, so yeah, good. I've been to Clyde's. That that, yeah. that joint is. They used to have one right across from uh, Capital One Arena or US Air, whatever you call it, Chinatown where the Wizards and Capitals mm-hmm. play. We used to go there in pregame sometimes, right next door. Um, and there was a green total next there too. But yeah, Clyde's is good stuff, man. Great oysters. Great oysters. Uh, Shelly Moore from Facebook said, good evening, fellas. Hey, Shelly, how you doing? Hope you had a good holiday. She said, I'm leaving. Y'all started off wrong already. Man, what do we do? What do we say? What do we say? Oh, because I brought up, because she's she's a Heineke Hive cheerleader. <laughs> it's all right. We're all fans of the same team. Uh, Yam says, caps up 3-0. Okay. I like it. I like it. Alan Hester from Facebook. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining. What's up? up too. Who won in bowling? I won in bowling. I was playing with my family. I used to bowl a lot. We had the bumpers up, so it was it was really hard. I brought my ball, but I'm hesitant to you use know, it with the bumpers. You know, our friend Denny is a uh, the Eagles fan. He is a professional bowler. Really? That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, he Vegas awesome. and everything, man. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Good for him, dude. Well, thank you. That's uh, yeah. that's I met cool. him in college. He was on bowling scholarship. Oh, for real? Yeah, we lived in Athens. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm good in a beer league, but yeah, I'm not fake taking on no. He has like almost twenty three hundreds. Yeah, <laughs> damn rings for all of them. My my best ever is two thirty four. Yeah, he bowls that's regular for him. Yeah, I think he's close to three hundred most of the time. You know, but I gotta say to my phone two thirty something. I think maybe two thirty three. Can't remember. Um, I think I bought over two hundred in my life. Yeah. He's really good, but I, I was in the league. The more you bowl, the better you do. It's, my, yeah, my wrist is over. It's one of those. That's my problem now. Is you know with the ganglion cyst remover, I, yeah. I don't, it's hard to give the strength in my wrist, and yeah. I can't you know spin it like I used to. Hey, it's if just, anybody uh, ever the has a ganglion cyst, ball. don't get it removed. Don't <laughs> You're better off removed. just keeping it, keeping it yeah, there. Don't get it removed. I I bowl a straight ball, but I always <laughs> bowl from the far from the far right corner of the lane, so I yeah. can open up the pocket a little bit. Yeah, and I'll. Put it, if I can put it in the pocket uh, consistently, you know it's over. But sometimes, yeah. like you cannot find that pocket to save your I think, life. I think I could do it if I bought a wrist brace. But you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to buy a wrist brace to go bro one once uh, every two years. See, I had one. I had a bad wrist even before I got my ganglion. I had a bad wrist because of the ganglion cyst 
originally. So um, I have that little, there's a cheap little like, $10 wrist brace, but it helps a lot. Um, Chris McDaniel. So our buddy Chris was at the game out in San Francisco, shared a couple pictures in the uh, Washington football addict group, uh, said, I ate well at the tailgates and at the Washington 49er game, had a breakfast buffet at the hotel in the morning after, then had our annual Christmas enchilada dinner when we got home. That's right. Uh, Chris, and can you to chime in as we talk about the game here? Uh, Marcus Edlin from uh, Sports View 2 on Facebook says, What's up, happy, uh, what's up, family? Happy birthday, Steve. Um, your birthday, same day as my deceased brother. Hey, rest in peace. I hope you guys had a great holiday. Rip Charles Jr. Charles Jr. What's he talking about? His brother. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 okay. Charles Jr. Okay, brother's name is Charles Jr. Okay. Right, I thought I meant someone else. Chris Smith, Niners. Hey, man, you guys won. The better team won. Um, if you remember how we did on the show uh, before, you, I think we had. Chris, you know you were sweating. You know you were sweating till that fourth quarter. Um, he, well, he, won't, he won't admit it. He won't admit it. But he was sweating until that fourth quarter. Yeah. Well, we had, I want to say, nine out of 14 of us picked the 49ers to win. Uh, and we'll, we'll throw that up here in a second, actually, uh, just so we can, you know, give you the, the full uh, – the full Monty and show you that we aren't homers all the time. We do pick the other team to win uh, quite often, believe it or not. Oh yeah, man. We got our ass handed to us, Chris. I know he's here to talk shit to me. <laughs> full screen. All right. I'm, I'm going to flash this course here in a second before we go into the, uh, the breakdown here. All right. So that was episode 143 for us. We had a bunch of people pick the 49ers, believe it or not. More than more than one would think. So check it out. Let's just recap all the screen share. A screen share might be a little small, uh, but I will do my best. Hard to see? Nope, you ain't seeing that. <laughs> ain't seeing that. Zoom right. in. We'll try that again at a different time. Um, zoom in. That game was a lot closer. It was until this until uh, Kyle Shanahan decided to do. An fu for, um, he did an fu to the franchise for firing him and his dad by going for it on fourth down when you're up ten. Oh yeah, I mean that was total like, <laughs> I was told like I'm me? running this up just to just to just to do this. Remember me? <laughs> I'm back. All right, here's the score. I tell Patrick Aaronavar that if you want Heineke. Learn to spell his name. Yep. So we had Deb with 17-12 Washington. Marcus 24-21 Washington. I had 20-17 San Francisco. Um, Phil had 20-16. Chris Smith had 28-10 San Francisco. Yam had 20-17. Yeah. Um, Chris McDaniel, 24-17. Jimmy Lee Patterson, so in 20-17 Washington. Deuce had 14-13 Commanders. He did say Carson the second half, which we did see. Uh, H. Allen, 2817 uh, on on uh, Facebook. Tony Shivers, 2417 Niners. Shotguns, 2413-Niners. Jeremy Glasgow, 2013 Commanders. And Ryan Elias had 30-13 to San Francisco. So he was pretty – Ryan was – I think Ryan – He was off have, by a touchdown for each team. Off by a touchdown for each team. Chris had 28-10, to 10, our lone uh, uh, San Francisco fan. So we were, you know, we clearly the majority of us picked the uh, – Picked the Niners to win, and it turned out to be that way. So that it is what it is. But let's get into the recap here. Let's get a couple of these comments in. Um, 
Allen's best score is 277. All right, all right. Chris Jackson said, Dev, what up, bro? Chris also said, Cardinals, Panthers, Dolphins, and now the Commanders all had to summon their backups against us. We didn't uh, have to. We just did. I mean, we got benched. Yeah. We Number one stuck. defense in the league. Like, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like Heineke got hurt. <laughs> yeah. But, but I got more on this because this, this one was interesting to me for, for, for some certain reasons, but we'll get into that. It was it was not what I thought would how how this would go about happening. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, Yam said said it before. I say it again. I must be one of the few sports fans that never visits other teams' channels, page, etc. I talk about my own team, my own fans, and that's that. Yep, that's fair. Pat Arivenar from Facebook. We want Heineke. Yeah, he I, don't th- I don't think he we're going to get any more. He wants Heineke. This ship has sailed. You can't chant for someone like this this far into the season and not know how to spell his name yeah you Liam says this game can't. shows we need to extend cam curl asap he's our difference maker on all on defense yeah we were really hurt without cam curl back there um he has a big role and he wasn't there shizzle needed him missed him didn't have him but let's get right into it so starting to break the game down we'll just hit hit very quickly um i'll, I'll go through the um the recap here. So the game started off. Um, we punted our first. So we were up receiving the ball, and this started out with um, Jahan Dotson. Of course, Taylor has a 50-50 ball like he does, and Jahan Dotson, in this sun, um, should have came up with that ball, uh, but he didn't. He dropped it. But he, that would have been to the took it to the house. Might not have changed the outcome of the game, but. Uh, it would have changed the dynamics of how that game started. Yeah. But I will say he came back and he didn't drop another ball for the rest of the game. And he really, really had a great game uh, for the rest of the game. Uh, so we ended up punting. And then uh, on San Francisco's first drive, uh, St. Juice gets hurt on the first play. He eventually comes back. But when I saw that, I'm like, oh, damn. Here we are. Is this a sign for things to come? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but we did get a stop on third and one. And then we did get a stop on fourth and won that first pitch. The next drive, uh, Percy Percy Harvin, excuse me, Percy Harvin, Percy Butler, uh, on a onward punting, he gets a, a really stupid, unnecessary helmet to helmet hit on um, when we were going to uh, as a gunner. Uh, eventually, we go back and forth. Uh, we get it. Uh, Sweat gets a excuse me. Montez Sweat gets a pressure. Uh, Durant Payne gets a sack. Uh, still haven't scored yet. Um, B-Rob has a couple good runs, although he was mostly stopped for most of the game. Uh, from a holistic standpoint, he had a, he had a ton of carries. But uh, on the San Francisco's third drive, basically we got Deboed without Debo. And Ray Ray McLeod ends up running it in for 71 yards. It's 7 to nothing with 626 left in the first quarter. I don't think the team was <laughs> expecting that look, to be honest with you. And, and they weren't ready for that. But when I saw that, it was very, very Debo-esque. And that was the first score of the game, believe it or not. Uh, and then on our on our next drive, Jahan has a beautiful catch negated by what Schweitzer hold. We end up punting again. And then on the following drive, Defoe, Derek Forrest gets an interception off Brock Purdy. And then eventually our fifth drive, we ended up scoring. Uh, Taylor Heine hit, hit Curtis Samuel for a nice 20-yarder for a first down. Uh, Bosa did get a sack that drive. But then Taylor hits Jahan for a touchdown in the corner. 
beautiful, beautiful play, not too far out. And so that was it. 7-7 going into halftime. At this point, we're thinking, all right, we're holding our own. I, I thought we would get I thought we would get the brakes dusted off us by this point, but we were holding our own at the I'll time. be honest with you. I was happy with Heineke that first half. Um, and what's funny is that it could have been, been even better. Jahan catches that ball that was up in the sun. Now, of course, that's Taylor loves to loft that ball. Like he, he doesn't get the ball downfield without a ton of art. He can get the ball downfield now. We've seen him able to get the ball downfield a little bit as opposed to earlier in the season and last year. But it's such a high arch on it that uh, defenders always have an opportunity to catch up to it. It always becomes a 50-50 ball. But all that being said, I honestly thought that this was one of the best halves of football Taylor Heineke has played all season. He was yeah. eight for eleven. Um, didn't make any stupid mistakes. It, it, the first half was good. It was a it was a, it was a pretty clean first half. Um, I didn't expect that. Going into the second half, <clears throat> this is where it gets a little spicy, um, and it becomes the George Kittle show. Uh, their next drive, thirty yep. four yard touchdown pass to George Kittle. I think it was thirty four or thirty three yards, uh, and then. Terry catches a beautiful 51-yard pass eventually from Taylor Heineke. And then it's another three-yard touchdown catch. And so it's 21-14 going towards the end of the third. Well, let's 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 left. back up for a second. Let's okay. back up for a second. The second Kittle touchdown came after that fourth and one quarterback sneak that didn't happen. Um first of all, Taylor Heineke has never converted a quarterback sneak. Draw. He's done draws. Not a quarterback sneak. He's not. Guys like him don't do quarterback sneaks. Um. It, it. I. But everybody was like, "Oh, see, this is why Ron sucks. He went for it." You have to go for it in that situation. All right. You're down fourteen-seven against a defense that does not give you may, very many opportunities. Yeah, but you didn't have to run the quarterback who never gets quarterback sneaks. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you run Robinson, man? Yeah, like, like it, it just didn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't you run Robinson? I, I don't know either. That's what's know. moronic about it. Let's run all up the field. And you know, I also I, I really looked at some of the, most of the game already, and Robinson leaves a lot of yards on the field. It, sometimes I feel like he didn't make the right cut, or he just runs out of bounds when he could get two or three more yards. Like, there's a, a couple times where it's like you got the first down, just run straight. You know, cut back like the touchdown run. He had a touchdown. Just keep going left, and he cut back inside for no reason. When just his sure weight and body would have pushed that defensive back into the line if he just kept running straight. Like or that or that game we watched him run out of bounds when he had a wide open touchdown. We didn't score in that drive. Just yeah. running the running end zone, man. I don't. I guess it's an excuse why I thought I was, I was out of bounds. Well, stay in bounds to blow the whistle. And he wasn't doing that early on. I fear early on he was definitely yeah. a north and south basic, you know, lower my head and bolder. Maybe he's I don't, trying to be a little more aggressive. Not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, he's still he's still a, a good rack. Don't get me twisted. I have very small things to complain about. Yeah. But it just seems like sometimes he he'll run for he'll get the eight yard, but the nine is there to be to be taken. He just he just just fall or just go the opposite direction or something like just take the. As it goes back to my famous philosophy, man. You know, take, never pass the, up for show. Yeah, never pass up for show. Pussy for some on, no pussy. 
Andre Shorter joining us on Facebook. What's up? What's up, Andre? Uh, Chris says that pass to Jahan was a great adjustment. The bad ball was hung in the air forever. Yeah, I'm saying it's been a problem for these past eight games. Players having to come back or slow their stride to get a ball. Yeah, very, very much so. Uh, my cousin Jeff, what's up, Jeff from Facebook? Happy birthday, Blade Steve. Appreciate you, cuz. Thank you very much. Uh, Phil, you got a message from Andre about a friend request. Uh, I did not. So I think someone might 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 have been a little bit of a hackage there. Uh oh. Someone's uh, trying well, to be that's why, that's why I, I you know periodically change my VPN uh, source. There you go. There you go. Uh, Yim said, I don't think you had to go there. Taking points would have been fine. However, I also have zero issues with them going for it there in the red zone. You need to convert, period. Yeah, I, I didn't want them to go for it. I wanted them to take the three. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Chris also said Mayo was also supposed to be covering Kittle on that touchdown pass, and he took a bad angle to go get him. And Kittle ran back across the field right by him. Sure did. Sure did. Yeah, I'm not worried about I'm not worried about Robinson. Robinson's gotten better and better as the season's gone on. Um, and teams are keying on him, and he's still generally doing better. Uh, I can't say that again in this game, but they tried. They gave him the ball plenty. Yep. Ronnie White from Facebook, thank you for joining us. Robinson's still a rookie. He's only gonna get better. Yeah, and he will for sure. For sure he will. Um, so we battled back in the third. Uh some more field goals exchanged by San Francisco. So uh going towards the uh, about 14 to 30 with two minutes left after the San Francisco field goal. But let's explain how we got there because this is where things get interesting. Okay. 24-14. Yes, let's start to 24-14. Heineke goes back and Bosa, the guy that Bosa. we don't harp on enough, Cordelius Lucas, blows block completely. Nick Bosa gets in there, forces a fumble on Heineke. I thought that was I thought that was Cosby. No, that was Cornelius Lucas. I went back and watched because Dev kept saying, "Oh, Cosby gave up a sack. He's ass juice, or oh, whatever." And I was like, "Hold on a second. I don't think that was Cosby because Cosby was in at guard that play, but that was Cornelius Lucas that completely blew it. He was out of tackle. Uh, they were doing this weird rotational thing. They were rotating in Cosby for Turner, Cosby for Lucas. They, they're doing that rotational thing. They usually do it right tackle, but they're doing it at guard too." Um, I don't know if it's just keeping guys fresh or certain guys can do certain things in certain situations. I don't know. But, yeah, that was Cornelius Lucas left that sack. I watched, went back and watched it three times to make sure I didn't miss something. And Lucas let that one go. Bosa gets the sack. Bosa doing his st- – you ever notice how Bosa celebrates sacks? He oh, he his- does it? Yeah, he does this douchey thing. Like he has this real douchey look on his face. And he's all like, "Oh, I had never noticed." And for those who are listening, sorry, this, that was a visual moment. But you <laughs> know, basically, I don't know. He like puts his hands out, like, "Huh, look at me! Huh, oh my god, I got a sack!" Yeah. Andre um, says, uh, "Like, dude, you've been there plenty of times. Stop that." <laughs> Andre says, "I harp on Lucas and Leno all the time. I hate our tackles." Gam says, "Speaking of guards, we need to get at least a couple in the offseason. We need depth. Period. We do. We do." Chris says, "If y'all get in, take care of Minnesota and Philly Fours. I, I think that might plan out. We'll talk about this at the end, but I, it looks like if things go our way, we might be seeing Minnesota in the playoffs. And I think that would be a better matchup for us in Philly. Yeah. <laughs> Chris said, "Phil, stop hating. <laughs> I hate dudes. Dudes a wrecking ball." Uh, Act like it. Okay, so Phil just broke down the 14-24 sack fumble by Bosa. That led to a field goal. Led so to a field 14-27. goal. 14-27. Yes. 14-27. Okay, so, 
end of the third. Now we're at 43 seconds in the third quarter. Go ahead, Phil. So that one, it's like, well, Heineke fumbled, but that was a sack fumble. But again, he fumbled on a sack. Now, then Heineke, like the second play of the drive, drops back. And I don't know what he was throwing at, but it was not Antonio Gibson. He just goes wide right of Antonio Gibson, right into a defender's hands. Jimmy Ward. Yeah, and that's where that <laughs> interception came from. Straight to Jimmy Ward. And uh, I'm just like, dude, mm-mm. no, no, no. What are you doing? But that's, remember when I talk about good Taylor and bad Taylor? First two and a half, maybe even three quarters of this game was pretty much good Taylor. That was bad Taylor. That was bad Taylor. It could have been worse because originally we thought he scored a touchdown, but he was he was uh, down by contact. So that could have been that could have been even worse. It could have been much worse. That led to a field goal. So fourteen to thirty with two minutes left in the third. In comes Wentz. In comes Wentz, who looks good at this point. I mean, it's kind of a at this point, if, if you're a Washington, you're just like, all right, can't get any worse, right? Because because Taylor had now had his second second turnover and two drives. Yeah, so two two big sacks and, and an interception. And so, so Wentz drives down the field, um, and, and you know, and he's and he's. Taking what the defense gives him, taking what the defense gives him, and then when he finally gets Curtis Samuel open for about a 20-yard touchdown pass, hits it nicely. Beautiful. Beautiful. Ball. Beautiful. Beautiful ball. And I'm like, oh, okay. Carson, you seem to have a better grasp of this offense. Now, yes, uh, San Francisco was in a four-man rush the entire time. They weren't blitzing. They weren't doing anything exotic. But – Carson was showing that veteran move of take what the defense gives you. Ding, dong, boom, boom, boom. Down the field. Went 7 of 10 on that drive. 70-some yards. Touchdown. And then he did it again. It was a 30 to 20. Of course, he got sacked on that two-point conversion. But realistically, what the hell was he going to do? Right. 49ers blew up the line on that one. I mean, as soon as he got back, like he steps back. As soon as he looks at his receivers, there's a defender right there. You can see him go. Uh, <laughs> Y'all know that, that that famous bit where uh, uh, Peyton Manning takes a shotgun snap and also goes, God damn it. And he starts running and he yeah. just eats it. Like I just saw Carson doing the same thing. Yeah. Except Carson, we now all know, is a, is a deep man in face. I don't think he said, God damn it. But uh, I wouldn't blame him if he did in that situation. Yeah. But. 30 to 20. I'm, and now I'm mad we didn't get the two point conversion because I'm like, man, we were one score. We could have had to set one score with five minutes to go in the game. Yep. Then comes that awesome onside kick. Yep. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. That was a, a, almost that was, for negative was, yardage. Yeah. Oh, Chris is right. Can't use stress away for right everything, that, I guess. Early, early in that drive, they were blitzing Carson and it didn't work. And I think they realize that. By the way, Carson's delivery is a lot quicker now. It's it it yeah. It's Just not like- that slow motion stuff. Like I think what Logan Thomas says is true. 
I think his not being struggling to pick up the offense early in the season made him hesitant on his throws. Something because that release looked quick and decisive. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, okay, Carson. Okay, so yeah. two minute offense is great. Zip, zip on the ball. Yep. Chris said, Mayo looks like slow motion. <laughs> he also said, I was loud and obnoxious the whole game. Haneke looked back at me all mad after he threw his helmet. And I said, he should probably have, should have thrown the ball better. Then he just threw his helmet. Oh, burn. Were you, what uh, row seats were you in, Chris? Let us know. He was, he was close. I saw pictures. Yeah. He yeah, was, said, he was uh, there. He was, he was within earshot of, of old Taylor for sure. Was he? Um, PM says Carson looked decent in two drive, but San Francisco was mostly in prevent at that point and just burning time. That's okay. I it still it still I was, was nice to see him perform. They were, they were in zone coverage, <laughs> but they were doing some blitzing early. Yeah, but the Jahan touchdown was was excuse me the Curtis touchdown was man to man. It was just a beautifully thrown ball. That dude was he has a C on his chest. I forget what number it was. Uh, the corner that they gave it up, but um, that that touchdown to Curtis, but he was pissed, and that that brought him back to within. I mean. Right before the onside kick, but like I said, Phil said thirty to twenty, and then we end up giving, <clears throat> excuse me, another touchdown on that last drive. Just when we thought, all right, maybe we'll stop them, and San Francisco just marches right down the field, um, some runs, <clears throat> excuse me, and we held them. We held them to fourth down. I'm like, all right, I'll kick a field goal here. It'll be up, you know, 30, 30, 30, 20. They go for it on fourth, fourth and three. They go for it. George Kittle catch the ball for ten yards. McCaffrey runs in after that. The game ends. Kyle Shanahan must really still have a burr up his ass about what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, total box score. Um, let's go ahead and pull this up. For this, okay. So I'm glad you're bringing this up. While you bring this up, I got to tell you this. If you told me, if, you, if, if, if I went back and talked to me before this game and said, hey, our quarterback will go. 25 of 34 for 289 yards and three touchdowns, and they'll only give up two sacks. And Brian Robinson gets 22 carries. Yeah, you're looking at the cumulative quarterback I would, numbers. I would look at I would look at them yeah, that's and the game. say, okay, those are, those are Kirk, those are Kirk Cousins' by? numbers right there. Yeah, how much did we <laughs> win by? That would be exactly what I would say to myself. Old yeah. me would say that to current me. I would say, uh, how much did we win by? Especially if you didn't throw in the caveats of we held Christian McCaffrey to 46 yards on 15 carries. Yeah. Davis Price gets 30 out on nine. I mean, not, nothing on the offense over there is that impressive. Except for Brock Purdy getting some, some distance on those throws. But you understand yeah. that 60-some of those yards came from two catches. Gave gave him two turnovers, man. Once you give a team that wants the ball that effective in two turnovers, he had more sacks than the 49ers. And then we blew, you know, Forrest blew a touchdown over the middle to the tight end. Like that, this that's what that's another thing that irritates me. Why are we marching out there with Mayo? Like, I, I don't I don't even understand this whenever Dante Hightower is chilling at the crib. You can always go back to Hightower, straight up. Right. I, I, ne- I, ne- I, never, I never understand. Play. I never understand it. I understand he's not a coverage guy either. But also, you know, Mayo was bad on the run, too. Like, he was just getting killed, man. Like, he was getting blocked he did, by everyone. Oh, he did do an awesome job on a couple of run plays. I will yeah. give him that. 
like, give one thing I'll give him, he's, he's eager play. to tackle. He's eager to tackle, and that's a that's a good trade in a guy who's basically paying a mic. He, he's eager to tackle. But the thing is, he's always on those duo blocks, he's always guessing the wrong hole, man. He's always guessing the wrong one. He's always getting blocked out of the play. If you get your hands on him, he's going to lose. He's completely lost in coverage. So, I, I mean, I, I guess some of those guys, some of those plays, Curl would have been out there. But, yeah, I mean, geez, man. You, why is he on the team if he can't play? He's a, he's a wrong guy, It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Put Khalid Hudson in there or somebody, man. Something. Like somebody that can cover. I don't think those guys can cover. Just because you're fast, just because you're quick, doesn't mean you can cover, all right? Just it took Jamin Davis a year and a half to figure out how to cover. Yeah. And he's faster than all those guys. Marcus said, uh, I said that we should release Carson Wentz and resign him on a cheaper contract. Yeah. Uh, but I, you, don't, you, probably... don't have to re- you don't have to release him to do that because he has no guaranteed money. If you Everything wanted to, if you wanted to, you could push it based. all. If you wanted to, you could say, hey, now we're going to give it like five million get you and push it all back. He still get the same money. He could you could do that. I mean, theoretically, he could go in there and take one or two million dollars next year and push it all back. He has no guarantee money. If that's what he wanted to do to stay here, he could yep. do that. But you see, but, I think that's why they decided to eat his contract this year, too, knowing that you really only got him for one year. Everything else after that is an option. Right. Yeah. Everything after that is either roster bonus or performance bonus. Yeah. Yep. You can push him, you can push him straight off the team. Or you could renegotiate the unguaranteed year, pushing some guaranteed money out to next year, He's and having for nothing still. Un- Here's the thing, right? He's from two you can keep no pushing him back. Guaranteed money. There's years. flexibility there, man. If he ends up, let's say we beat the Browns, because we the Browns were guaranteed in at that point, right? Uh, we, have, uh, we, we have to we have to win, and three teams have to lose for yeah, us. We'll talk. Well, if we, if we win and they win, we still don't have to win the last one, right? Because it'll be guaranteed at that point. We win. No. We win next week with a Seattle loss, Detroit loss, and a Green Bay loss. So we need a lot of help to win next week. Can't get. It's hard to go any further after that. You got to take it week by week. Too many. Too many what if scenarios. Um, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Chris was in row thirty-two, section one sixteen, but they moved out after a bunch of people left. Chris, real, in your opinion, what was the ratio to 49ers fans versus uh, Washington fans? Uh, yeah, I, I've heard that uh, San Francisco fans don't necessarily show out the best for their team. They showed out in Dallas one year. I remember that Dallas was talking about all this That's stuff. True. It was they a show out sea of red in Texas. It was it was they amazing show, though. It's weird. 49ers fans show up better on the road than they do on, at home. It's it's strange. Yeah, you can see the receiving stats here. Terry finished with four for seventy seven. Jahan six seven six for seventy six. Curtis Samuel five and fifty two. Each had a touchdown. Logan Thomas had six for thirty five. All very short passes. And then George Kittle was the guy who killed us with the forty nine ers. Six receptions, one hundred twenty yards, two touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk also had a good game. Yeah. Five for eighty one, got fifty four yarder. So, yeah, there it is. That's that's the box score stats. Um, get to some of these comments here. I believe Andre and Joe Bernard are having a, a dialogue here. Uh, but Jeff says, guys, my kids, Fry and Rory. What's up, Fry and Rory? My my uh, niece and nephews, I guess, my cousins, are listening and curious what mics y'all use, like the Clarity. I'm using an SE Dynacaster. I don't know what the other guys are using. but I'm using a, an Element EM91CU uh, USB condenser mic. Um, what sort of microphones are we using? I'm using a Blue. Blue. There you go. The blue. Uh, Marcus says, Dev, look at the John Harris film from college. I wish Rivera would play him. But Rivera he loves can't cover. 
<laughs> yes, there's one thing. If and Wentz does perform well, he might draw interest from yet another hungry team. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. We're going to be a quarterback hungry team. All right. Overreaction Monday. Let's go. Dad, let's start with you. What's your overreaction Monday? Um, shit. We're not making the playoffs. That's the overreaction. There you go. Uh, we could, I mean, could still not, I guess. I don't know. I feel yeah. I feel like anything over seven wins that I predicted is just borrow wins, anyways. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, you know, if we make the playoffs, ah, you know, that'd be awesome. If not, ah, we're playing with house money. That's that's how I like. Right, to do that's it. how I almost <laughs> feel about it. I mean, it, you know, but um, I definitely want to make it though. So I think I think our offense will be humming. Of uh, Wentz plays next week. Did, has he already announced? Everyone's He's going to announce tomorrow. He wanted to. Here's the thing. He was going to announce today, but then he says, "I want to talk to the team first. Right. Uh, see, I, I always this is how I felt. I always felt like it should have been Wentz a long time ago, but I felt like he didn't want to take the chance on losing the team. He was waiting until he thought the inevitable, which would be Heineken would play bad enough where he could take him out, would happen. And it just so happened to be now. I, I, I mean, I honestly wish this would have happened like four games ago. Yeah. But uh, but shout out to Haneke, man. I mean, he earned he earned his uh, extended play. He earned it, and hey, he he'll likely he'll get another shot here. It's likely going to happen if that line keeps blocking like they can. Wentz can't get away like Haneke can. Like you know, he might play again here sooner than later. Haneke can't throw like Wentz can. He can't. But but there's things that Haneke does, man. You know, Chris, Chris the, says Phil, the, we show up everywhere. M-word. Sukasa Esmikasa Niners mean Moxie. He he forgot the S means got me casa. Come on, dude. You're a Moxie Niners man. fan. There's a lot of Hispanics out there in, in California. Know your yeah. Spanish. Chris said there Are was we all bougie. There was a lot more Washington fans than I thought. <clears throat> Down there where I was, it was a lot of 49ers and about five of us spread out in our section. That's cool. We don't travel well. It's a known fact. We we really don't. So not not surprised. I was just curious how how it was, the atmosphere and all that stuff. Said I saw all the Washington fans in the halls. That's cool. Joe Bernard says, better start Heineke and go to Wentz than to start Wentz and have to go back to Heineke. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. know. Taylor only seems to do well when – okay, actually, hold on. Uh, That actually leads me to a great (laughs) thought I was having earlier today. Okay. Taylor Heineke. What is he best known for here? Moxie. Yeah, but what what performance? What performance does everybody point to? Oh, the Tampa Bay game. Okay. Pylon dive. So Taylor Heineke is known because Taylor Heineke knew that that was his one shot. You know, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Yep. You know, vomit on a sweater already, mild spaghetti. You know how it goes. This is what Heineke. So when Heineke came in, he played like, I will never play in the NFL again. Make the best of it. And he rode that razor's edge and fell on the better side of it. He's been at his best when he's at that point. The first three quarters of this game were some of the best we've seen of Heineke this season. And it's because he knew, and we all kind of felt it, and we got the hints from Ron, that his position was on the line, and he was playing like it. However, he those back-to-back turnovers were a case of Taylor falling on the wrong side of that razor's edge that he loves to walk. And I think it got him. It finally got him. Um, and we all knew that it was at some point it was going to happen. You can't be that lucky all the time. 
and he's been lucky. But here I am also saying that it's interesting because up until that point, I was actually very happy with his quarterback play overall for the first three quarters. Up until the fumble and the interception. And I think that he finally came to a pressure situation and he choked. Which he's not, he doesn't do. He usually gets blown out when he loses from the beginning. That wasn't happening here. It's interesting because, and I think that his play in the first three quarters is why you did not get a decision today on Wentz. Made it hard for uh, Coach Meek's decision. I think it made them go, let's go back and look at this tape one more time. Yeah. But Taylor plays well when he knows that he may not play anymore. And that interception, which is kind of (laughs) – that interception is is very much the uh, 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 Taylor Heineke throw. He's had several interceptions this year. Where you're like, who are you throwing to? Where are you throwing that ball? What are you thinking? Yeah. And I think the interception was the one he got where he almost got sacked and dude just caught the fumble, right? Basically. Wasn't really a throw down field interception. It was a fumble that was in the air. No, that was that was the fumble. I'm they talking about the interception after that. Uh-huh. That was Jimmy Ward. He, I thought they counted that as interception. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, he just wound up and just throw threw a ball and just just sailed it uh, a solid you know two yards wide of of Antonio Gibson who's just sitting there, yeah, and was sitting there the whole time. It's not like he led him too much or threw it behind him. He just Gibson's standing there staring at him, and he just goes, <laughs> "Yep." And that's such a, and I think that Taylor finally something like that caught up with him one too many times. And I don't. I, it's funny because everyone thinks I'm like this massive Heineke hater. Yeah, I've said some hyperbolous things in the past about it because it's funny. But I've also been serious. I've given him praise when it was due, and I just said, "Hell, for almost three quarters of that game, he was playing some of the best ball we've seen. Yeah, at least that I've seen. He was getting that ball downfield." The ball to Terry. He had a pass to Jahan for about 30-some yards to get us down to the five-yard line that he when he rolled out. Which, by the way, just further proof that our offense does really well when we boot because Wentz will do make that throw 10 times out of 10 as well. We've seen it. Heineke does it as well. Roll him out. It helps with your protection. He hits him downfield. He almost hits Jahan on that deep ball to start the game. That could have been a 79-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, but you you shouldn't need to be threatened with your job to play your best ball at this level. You shouldn't need that. You shouldn't fumble every time you get hit either, huh? You shouldn't fumble every time you get hit either. No, and he's making a habit of that lately, where he's not holding on to that ball as well. And I don't know what that is because that's not. This is the same guy who did the pylon dive. Oh, terrible lineman, yeah. part of that. But it's it, but, but, but this this guy. He when he yeah. plays reckless, it's weird. When Taylor plays reckless, he's more secure with the ball. When he tries to be an NFL quarterback, and at you when you get the experience, you can start to get that feel that the pocket's closing. Like if you remember, Kirk, Cousins, Kirk Cousins in his early career was was famous for that too. 
strip fumble sack sack fumble he figured it out but i think it's with experience you can sense when the pocket's collapsing and when the you know instead of keeping the ball up here ready to throw you just you bring it down and just take your hit and move on so uh, Chris McDaniel says 49ers fans have no football savvy. They don't get loud when they should and sit most of the time. At least we uh, have that. You know, it's San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, said, that's mean. just a Cali thing. Granted, it's been a long time since I was there, but I remember San Diego was about the same. Christmas says that's because we knew we were going to win. Eh, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, says, I'd rather lose with QB on trying to make things happen with QB two on the bench. Uh, we'll get to some more of these comments and we'll, we'll put the quarterback talk to rest here so we can get the rest of these topics. Is Jeff Cage, we're not going to lay any blame on the O-line for those fumbles? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Jeff, you may be late to the party. I already did that. Yeah, I think so. But he's still getting – he's still not securing the ball. It's not like that's the first time he's fumbled when he's gotten hit. Nor does he has he fumbled only when he's in the pocket either. He fumbles. He get, he he lets it go too much. I mean, quarterbacks get sacked all the time. Man. They don't lose the now, ball. Now, granted, you know it's not like Carson Wentz doesn't have his share of fumbles either. But Carson Wentz, here's here's you want to see an interesting statistic. This is one of the weirdest little stats of the season I came across because everybody likes to talk about Heineke gives us an extra dimension in his mobility and and all this other stuff, right? Like that. Oh, he can run. He can do this. And everybody says, well, Wentz is a statue. Right? And yet, if you look at it, keep those. I like that. Taylor Heineke has run 28 times this season for 96 yards. It's nowhere near his numbers from last year. Carson Wentz has 19 rushes for yeah. 79. Carson yeah. Wentz is averaging almost a full yard better per rush than Taylor Heineke. So yeah. I don't, and I think that Taylor, when the job got handed to him, he stopped being Taylor Heineke. He stopped playing like every play is his last. He was playing the long, the long game. I think more conservative. He he is, reckless. and I and I hate that because it, it takes away his greatest intangibles and some of his best tangibles. I. Minimal Mouse. Chris White. Smith right here says, I would play Heineke over when Heineke's more competitive. Heineke's not competitive if his job's secure. Heineke's most competitive when he has to prove himself. When you feel like or you or if the clock is under two minutes. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's when you got to prove yourself. Yeah. You got to go out there and win the game because you put your t- team in a position that they're going to lose. All right. A few more quarterback comments, and then we're going to move on to uh, to something else here. Uh, Joe says if Ron doesn't go for it on fourth, the one is on 30 down on 35 down seven with five to play in the half. Kill us. Horrible gamble. It's the best D line NFL. That's why he's riverboat. Ron. I like it. I didn't like the play call. Should yeah. Should took that field goal too. Jeff says agree. Phil Taylor's better when he plays reckless. <laughs> we need reckless Taylor, reckless Taylor. Uh, Chris McDaniel says Carson can run too. We saw it in the preseason. We saw it at the open practice. If you remember, Phil. Yeah. Yeah. So, we saw it. We did see it. We did see it. Uh, Yam says multiple people have posted about it and put it out there, but if you average out their stats over the same time span, Carson's stats trend a little better with Heineke. With all the same QBR, and that's also with no running game. So, okay, we're not going to focus on quarterback anymore. We got some topics to get to here. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, Chase. Doesn't oh, yeah. say some Chase Young news. We he played, man. He did well. Uh, I think PFF had him as the highest rated defender on our team on Sunday. Played many more snaps too. By the way, thought, while, before we get on that, 
we need to um, talk about how how uh, excuse me Thomas cannot block at all, man. He's he's bad at it, man. Oh, he's terrible. Thomas is terrible. Terrible. In, like, in fact, he, I, I would block, say he's bro. played terrible since he's come back holistically. He, he's been right. he's played very bad, and I'm the president of his fan club. He's played he's played really 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 bad. So I think I think we might be seeing the end of the Logan, Logan Thomas tenure here in Washington unless he figures. I it will out. note though, as much as everybody says, "Oh, he's back," you know, with Taylor, he seemed to be getting a lot of looks from Carson in that uh, first drive. Yeah, when Carson was in. Yep. Uh, Chase Young on the box score though, it, like I said, it doesn't jump off. Two tackles, one solo, one one solo tackle. Um, but he, like I said, PFF had him rated as the highest player. It was just good to see him out there. He didn't look too hesitant. He didn't look too soft. He was getting it. It was good to see him. He was actually made. He actually disrupted a a big the third and third and one stop. I think but pushing the pile back. And he also deflected. He, he uh, got his hands on a pass, tip ball uh, on a ball that would have been complete otherwise. But he got his hand up there, knocked it down, right hand up, not left. But uh, he, yeah. he knocked it down. Yep. Uh, Yam said, Chase looked overall solid. Many fans complained about him not making a big splash. But those fans have probably never ha- – probably have beer goggles on. And I think they did in the past couple of years because, oh, he only had this many sacks. I and mean, we talked about this before on this show. The dude led some of the highest double team rates in the NFL. And he and had triple team. Exactly. So why it might not be intangible as in sacks, the dudes still make an impact. That's the intangible things you want from how do you from, think from we had players. more sacks than the vaunted 49ers defensive line? When they threw the ball almost like they only had what 24 pass plays. We had 36 and I'm sorry, I had 25 pass plays. We had 36. We had three sacks there too. And both yeah. of their two came from Bosa. All right. Whereas our guys kind of spread it out. Now, Chase didn't get a sack, but I'll bet you that some of the reasons why our guys got there was because blocking assignments were taking Chase into account. Yeah, straight up. Andre says, Dave, I've been saying that forever. Logan Thomas has never been able to block. We haven't had good blocking since tight end Logan Paulson. Yeah, Bates, uh, Bates is struggling with some blocking, too. At least he struggled on, on Monday. Excuse me, uh, Saturday Ricky. with some blocking. He could block. Hold on, hold on. Bates was being asked to block Bosa one on one. I know, I know. I we should we should have kept Ricky Seals. That's all I'm saying. Ricky Seals is a pass catcher too. We should have kept him. But what do you want these days? Do you want a blocker? Do you want a catcher? Because it's rare that someone can do both. It's you just don't, don't see know. it. Kittle can do both. Kelsey can do both. Hawkinson but I mean, those are both. those are top tier tight ends. Does that mean we go after Hawkinson's one in the draft? Not top tier. Hawkinson's about a step down. Top tier. I mean, they were both first rounders. I mean, Hawkinson's a first rounder. I believe Kittle. Don't know. I don't call me on Kittle. I'm not even going to pretend like I know what what Kittle was. I, I can have you it get right my here. point though. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like there's no such thing. No, Kittle was a fifth rounder, which is crazy, crazy. What that struck gold, man. Hey, who knows? Maybe uh, Cole Turner can be that guy for us. Not from the blocking perspective because he's he's kind of kind of small. He's gotten better. No, he's not. He's he's lean. That's what it is. He doesn't have a thick body. But I'll tell you what, he's better than Logan at this point. Yep. All right, let's go. Good, bad, ugly, great. Phil, we'll start with you. Go ahead. Uh, The good, our receivers. Man, I'll tell you what. Our receivers had a very, very, very good game. The bad. um, Our offensive line. 
as a whole. Didn't give up a lot of sacks, gave up too many pressures. Did not open up enough holes in the run game. Offensive line was bad. The ugly, too stupid, 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 stupid special teams penalties. All right. We get, we had two different special teams penalties that hurt us big time that gave San Francisco great field position. That's why I would give the ugly four. The great, the fact that every team we needed to lose <laughs> lost. <laughs> That's true. That is great. That's true. That's there fair. was nothing great from this team in this game. There it was a lot of good. Yeah. What about you, Dev? Uh, my good would be um, Robinson played pretty well. Um, like I said, less from yards out there. We my good. Uh, my bad would be. I'm gonna probably have to go defensive backs um, le- le- uh, missing coverages, uh, letting uh, tight ends run amok up the middle of the field. Um, the ugly would just be the uh, Heineke man with the turnovers, um, putting the putting us in a position to be, have to be one dimensional at the end of the game. Um, we we need to get that fixed. I didn't. I forgot to make a Glock Dookie award. Just thought about that. Um, but if I did, man, it would have to be uh, probably this offensive line. Um, the offensive line would get would get it. Yeah, man, I, I can't think of one person that didn't feel. I felt like didn't give up something bad. You know, Leno didn't play well. Um, I I didn't hear no well called at all, but I know for a fact uh, Cosme and uh, the other guys on the right side didn't play well. Uh, Sh- uh, Schweitzer Let's, didn't play well. We'll make it official here, real quick. Five seconds. There you go. Okay. Glock Dickie Award goes to the offensive line. Y'all are terrible. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Part, part. Revolving doors. Horrible. Revolving doors. Horrible. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, some of these comments. Jeff Cage says, bad. I'd definitely say Scott Turner. Uh, Christmas says, we strike gold with late round picks. All pun intended. Let me get my corn. My corn. Just joking. Yeah, that's what you want. You want to strike gold with the late picks because the only downside is you don't like we did it with Terry McLaurin in the third round, first round talent, third round. It, it doesn't They're happen. Forced. So far, yes. Uh, the only girl. bad side is you don't get those guys on the fifth year tender, which is fine. So you got to make your money decisions much quicker than you do on a first rounder. But uh, at least you get them on the cheap for the first. I'm going years. to shoot. I'm going to shoot my guys in bail. Wes Schweitzer is not a natural center. He yeah. was our fourth center. Yeah, That's why the snaps are He's a guard. He's a guard. Yeah. We don't yeah. have anybody to play. You want Nick Martin back there again? Nope. No, you don't. Yam doesn't that's have a good, enough. bad Scott Turner, ugly O-line. Robinson's still not 100%. Yep, that's true. He did say that. Um, said, man, talk about the line. Them snaps were terrible all game for Taylor and Carson. I think they were a little worse for Carson because he's taller. So he had to bend down even more, you know, Taylor being man. shorter. It is um, interesting because we when you've seen Taylor Heineke for so long and then you see Carson Wentz go in, you're like, oh God, Carson Wentz is a big dude. Like, granted again, Carson Wentz did play two minute drill, I guess. That's kind of a different style of offense than we than a normal offense. He didn't really Yeah. Chris McDaniel said, Good is Jahan, bad defensive backs and coverage. Ugly's Taylor, great switching to Wentz. 
Uh, yeah, those are good ones. Chris, hey, Dan, y'all got a Glock Dookie? We got a Glock Purdy. So, Chris, you got to go Google what a Glock Dookie is. We give that award out to someone who just like, shit, like shit. shit's absolutely just craps. When the you bed. Google what a Glock Dookie is and see what how it's using, if the you pen, see what a Glock Dookie is, you'll understand. You'll understand why we give that award out to someone who just plays like ass. It's been it's been refs. It's been Jake. <laughs> Everyone, there's no limitations on who can get that award. But yeah, that's that's what we do. My my good. I'm gonna say the receiver receiving core. They all played well. The bad was Sly's Joey Sly's onside kick that almost went for negative yards. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That almost got my Glock Dookie. <laughs> the ugly, I would say Taylor Heineck, Taylor's turnovers. Uh, you could have went a bunch of different ways. I was going to say O-line, but – and the great to me, I was expecting a lot of – I thought Christian McCaffrey was going to bust our ass, and we held him to 46 yards rushing and 12 yards passing. Uh, but, you know, where that happens, we focus too much on him. It's, uh, George Kittle blows up. And I will say, though, historically tight ends have eaten us, but this is the first tight end that's gone off all year, which is kind of cool because we historically – Eat shit from tight ends all season. So this is the first tight end gone on. Megan Hawkinson got a hundred on this, didn't he? He did. Well, yeah, on Detroit. I, I, I take, <clears throat> I take that back. I mean, Hawkinson uh, this past game. Uh, Hawkinson. I thought, I thought, thought maybe he did. I could be tripping. No, he didn't have a catch at all. Really? <laughs> Purdy only completed fifteen passes. George Kittle had six. Ayuk had five. Uh, Jennings had two. McCaffrey had two. And that's it. I felt like Hawkinson. Did some stuff, but no, I saw him on the field. That's about it. All right, so we did good, bad, ugly, great. We did the Glock Dookie Award. Um, let's give out some game balls here, real quick, and then we'll talk uh, one other thing and close it down. So, who has the game balls they want to give out? Uh, I'll give one to Robinson, I give one to Chastra. Uh, having guts to play out there. I know it's a mental hurdle you have to get over just that last game. Uh, that's it. So Chase and Robinson. Okay. Right. Anybody else in the chat? Give us your game balls. Chris, you can give your game balls too, man. You give a one for offense, one for defense from your team. We'll, we'll take care of Washington. Uh, Phil, any game balls? I'm going to give a game ball to Terry McLaurin. Four catches, 77 yards, including a 51-yard bomb, 50-50 ball that he came up with. So he gets a game ball. Uh, defensive game ball, hmm, I'm going to go with De'Ron Payne. Had a couple of stuffs, plus he had a sack for uh eight-yard loss. So right. game ball. That's fair. My game ball, I'm, you guys already – we, you know, we on this show, we try not to give the same game ball to someone who already got one. I'm going to give one to Carson Wentz. He came in. People talk about his weak mentality. He came in. I think he did well. I think he did well. So my offensive game ball will go to him. I'm, I'm sure, you know, I probably Jahan should probably get one because he had a great game. Jahan ripped off a a game of what? Six catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. But on defense – Defense slash special teams. I'm gonna give it to Tressway because I think that's the only way I can give a game ball out. He had was it four punts for 192 yards, long of 62. 62 yard bomb. Tressway's the goat. 
That's why he gets game ball from us. Auxiliary game ball I'm going to give out to the Wizards and the Caps, who both won tonight. Well, that's a rare treat, DC. Wizards beat the Sixers. Yam says zero game balls. That's fair. He only gives out game balls when we win. And you know what? Those are your balls to give out. Pause. Your balls to do what you want to do. Uh, it's Chris, your I don't... balls you can give if you want to. I don't think the line was bad, but when they got beat, it was really bad. He also gave an offensive game ball, Tressway, defensive game ball, Derek Forrest. See, you and Devs, you and Dev see Tressway as the offensive game ball. I like to do by fantasy football defense slash special teams. But by the way, Derek Forrest gave up that big bomb, by the way. He gave up he did. Two, he did. Honestly. He did. That's fair. I do uh, think it's interesting. Um you know that Jeremy Reeves played more snaps in that game than Bobby McCain and more snaps than he's played all year on defense. Really? He looked like he was basically taking a curl spot in the in the in the Buffalo nickel, like he was playing up close to the line. Well, yeah, because downs, right? That I would be up. interested to see what we could do if we did Forrest at free, and then you have Reeves at strong and curl at, at the uh, at hero back. Yep, Johnson's Johnson's kind of played pretty good in the slot. Johnson plays really good uh, within the first 10 yards of the ball, both pass defense and run defense. Uh, he He's not afraid to come up and hit. I like that about Danny Johnson. He is not, you know, some corners will, they'll, they'll make, they'll try to tackle, but. I've seen Wild Goose is out there getting penalties on special teams and messing up. <laughs> wild you know. Goose. Hey, wild real quick, goose. this next little, little subject I want to call the Hogs versus the world. So <sighs> as you guys know, this weekend, at the Cleveland Browns game, they're going to reveal the new mascot for the Washington Commanders. That the, the two finalists they have are between a dog and a hog. So all signs have been pointing to hogs. They invited the hogettes to come to the game, and then they invited the original hogs to come to the game as well. And so this gets dropped yesterday, basically saying that, and I quote their names, Joe Jacoby, Mark May, John Riggins, Fred Dean, and Doc Walker – are basically in the midst of filing a lawsuit against Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders. And for the audio crowd, it's basically because it says Dan Snyder and the Commanders are trying to profit off the original Hogs legacy by taking that trademark and associated goodwill and brand equity of the original Hogs. The Commanders are using the original Hogs brand for commercial purposes with no compensation to the men whose blood and sweat equity built the original Hogs brand 40 years ago. So they believe the, the original hogs would like to reclaim their rightful ownership of the hogs, and they expect to receive a trademark, a federal trademark, in early 2023. So that means this has probably already been filed. Okay, so y'all want a, a legal perspective on this? They have no standing. I'll explain why. First of all, O-Line Entertainment was just formed in response to the team looking to use hogs. All right. Second, uh, maybe, maybe the oh, goal oh, oh, isn't I'm, to I'm, win. It doesn't matter. They don't own a trademark on hogs. They filed for one hogs Inc. Which was owned and formed by George Stark, who is not on this list, by the way, is, 
the one who originally had a trademark on hogs. Remember, back in the 80s, all those Love Them Hogs t-shirts and everything, that was all George Stark's company. And then the money got split amongst the linemen. That, li that company no longer exists. They also, they're, they're so they don't own a trademark on hogs. Right? They filed for one now that it's been out there, and that's it. The talk, the trademark's out there because Hogs Inc. no longer exists, right? So, now, first of all, Fred Dean can walk his ass right out the door because he was a backup the entire time he was here. He was never a real hog. So, Fred Dean is just trying to make a, a buck here. Joe Jacoby, Mark May, John Riggins, Doc Walker. I don't know what Doc Walker's doing because he's still covering this team. It was Riggins. But... <laughs> yeah, to like, see Riggins' name was the Doc, most. If Doc loses one. to Small, yeah, Doc, it's not gonna be good. I love Doc, team. man. Doc, Doc gives no fucks, bro. Zero. That's zero, zero fucks, man. I, he's gonna he's gonna do what he thinks is right. That's that's why I respect the shit out of Doc Walker, man. But here's, like, you might here's, not agree with him, but if Doc thinks it's right, Doc's gonna do it. Here's the thing. They, on, this is this is where they lose me. The newly created Washington Commanders are a different franchise with a completely different team name that we believe has no legal claim to the original Hogs legacy and brand created four years ago. So this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to claim that the Washington Commanders are an expansion franchise. Well, that's wrong. Secondly, they are trying to. They're what they're trying to do is they're coming up with this is a very flimsy case and they're doing it trying to get money. This is what I th really think that they're trying to do. They're trying to take this case to court so they can force a settlement so they can all get paid off of this, right? Because they want money off of this. They don't want anything else. They want money. Now, do I think they have a legal case for it? No. They have no legal case for this. In fact, anybody who's talked about this has says they really don't have a legal case for us. Now, what they're trying to do is force a settlement by basically preying on the fact that everyone in this fan base hates Dan Snyder. And they're trying to force ill will from the fan base towards a franchise, and the franchise in return would panic and hand them out a settlement. That's the only angle they can take on this to get anything out of it. If they take this to court, they're going to lose. Because you can't sit there and claim it's a completely different franchise. They're a different franchise. It's the same franchise. It is. The NFL but has already recognized this because all the Redskins records are commander's records. All right. Yeah. It's not like when the Ravens went and all the Cleveland, when the Browns went and became the Ravens, all the Browns records stayed in Cleveland, right? They didn't transfer over. These did. So the NFL has already uh, noted continuity of franchise, even with a different name. It's kind of like the Tennessee Titans. All right. All the Houston Oilers records are still part of that franchise's history, right? Yeah. Same thing here. Well, this is different. Right? And the team didn't ever move. <laughs> it's the same location. It's changed name. Same location. Same location. Same ownership. Same yeah. players from before. And the NFL has recognized continuity of franchise. All right. Yeah. They're going to lose this. All right. What now? That, that third paragraph. What gets me though? It says. <clears throat> The original Hogs have tried to amicably resolve this dispute for many months now, which means they probably have known this was going to be the case, but to no avail with the commanders before the January 1st event. Without substantial control and compensation, the original Hogs do not want to be associated with the they commanders under its current ownership and management that require their, their 
legacy and brands protected. So maybe this is about Dan Snyder. I, I, I it's think about this might money be about because they're, they can say without substantial control and compensation, they want the rights to sell merchandise and profit from it. They want the rights. To, they want the comp team to pay them for the use of the name hogs. That's yeah. what that is. All right. I don't and have a problem fine. with it that's at all. Fine. I don't have a problem. No, I don't think. Anything. I don't think the goal is to win. I think the goal is just to get under his skin and make everybody talk about it. No, they're the, the goal is to make money. The goal is they want to get paid. All right. Yeah, maybe maybe and that maybe that would help. Maybe that would be a good thing for thing. them. But... Here's what here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't. Everyone says, "Oh, they want don't want Dan to profit." If Dan cut them a check, they would be perfectly fine with this. Okay, that's why they didn't say anything about the ownership issues and don't want to be associated with the brand. They're saying they don't want to be associated with the brand because they haven't been cut checks. They want to get cut them a check. Cut them a check. Now, granted, I believe that the good, the right thing to do, cut them a check. Sure, pay them money, whatever. But. But don't let anyone tell you this is anything other than we want some money because this is all this is. They want money and they want to be able to make, do merchandise and own the trademark so they can make more money. All right. And that's fine. Go get well, your bag. Especially I understand if he's that. about to sell the team let's, for Let's not make this some kind of moral cruise. No. Do, I, and I hate this because I see the fans do this. They want to make this some kind of, oh, look at them standing up for the fan base and taking a moral stance against Dan Snyder. They couldn't give a shit about Dan Snyder. They want money out of this, and that's fine. But they want money, so let's let's call it for what it is. They want to get paid for a trademark they don't own, but for a trade for, for a symbol that they represented at one point in the past. Cool, whatever. Let's not try. Let's let's throw out all the moral crusade bullshit out the window. That's not it. They want to get paid. Cool. I think they're going to get a settlement, and that's what's going to be. But if they take this to court, they're going to lose because they have no legal standing. Chris says uh, the Hogs are just basically screwing the fans out of something we all mostly want. I I didn't want a hog personally. I wanted something something else. Like I, I'm tired of trying to connect to the past. I don't give a crap anymore. You could have changed the colors for all I cared. Like you don't. At I some advocated point, for it. At some yeah. At some point, you, okay, we get it. You don't have to keep trying to connect everything to the past. But Yam says I've seen two thoughts on this. People either siding with the hogs because they realize they should get paid, and if they are unwillingly being pulled along to what is in essence a new team. If you talk to some of the other alumni, they won't say commanders. I think it was Gary Clark who still says Redskins. I'll always be a Redskin, which is true. And some of these other guys will only say Redskin. No one says differently. Yeah. Chris McDaniel says, I understand what they're saying. It sucks for us if they discourage the team from using the name. I thought the team was maybe going to push out a delay, but they're going forward with it. The other thought is people are pissed at the Hogs because some of these players have said that they turn their backs on the team because they don't want to be associated with the commanders. That's hogwash. Gibbs is going to be there on Sunday. Gibbs is going to be there. So, so are the Hoggets. Do you think Riggins and May? Well, first of all, Mark May is my far, by far, my least favorite of the Hogs because he's ever since he left this team, he's been nothing but an asshole towards this franchise. Fuck Mark May. Yeah, because he what was he a Bronco? No, that was Mark. Oh, that was Mark Schlereth. 
No. What was Mark May? He what did he go Mark back? May was he went he, what happened? To that? He left, he went to Arizona and did nothing after that. Right? And then he became an analyst. And every time he's been talking about this team, when he's been an analyst, he just shits on them. no matter how good or bad they are, he just shits on them. And that's yeah. you can tell there's an ill will there. Right. The thing is because he got released, but other guys kept, got kept. Russ Grimm. Uh he was basically pushed out for Raleigh McKenzie and Mark Schlereth. Those guys took his spot. Yeah. Who are we missing? We're missing. Yeah. Bostic is not on there. Who else? Bostic's not there. Slayer count. George Stark's not on there. George Stark. George Stark is the one who created Hogs Inc. back in the day that they did make money off of t-shirts on. And he's not in this lawsuit. Yeah. Chris says there's no reason why we should be arguing over us having a mascot we all want. They just don't want Dan to profit, but hey, but forget Dan, let's move on. He's I don't think they care too. about Dan profiting. They just want to cut the profit. Yeah. Get Jeff Cage made a good comment, Phil, when you were talking about teams. The, the Indians and Guardians would be a, a better analogy. I don't but, like yeah. talking about the Guardians because I think it's the absolute worst name in, in all of pro sports. Now, eh, I still think Pelicans is probably the worst. I'm an Pelicans anti-Pelicans. Is, Pelicans is absolute ass, too. Guardians and is right up there. what other people say, Kraken is stupid hipster shit, too. <laughs> yes, oh, my the, God. The issue is that <laughs> Dan will still get the money even after he leaves the team because he's trying to be the owner of the Hogs branding. Maybe so. That's what I'm saying. Dan's going to get, if he's on the team, he's going to get his $8 billion plus billion, and he's, see ya. He, he's he's going to get paid. And maybe these people see that, too. He, like, but you see, they haven't filed a trademark for it. The commanders haven't filed any trademark. They're going to file trademarks on the image of the mascot. Yeah. And probably, but here's the thing I actually don't like. Because they were waiting to do this unveiling, they missed the opportunity to solidify this whole trademark dispute. But but O-Line Entertainment is not Hogs, Inc. If Hogs, Inc. was still around, you might have a case because they did own that trademark. But they don't. Not anymore. Yeah. Monty, what's up, bro? Thanks for joining us on Facebook. Says, what's up, fellas? <clears throat> Yam says, I didn't want the dog either, but dog, hog. I knew as soon as the hog was even in discussion that it was going to be that. Yeah. I was going to go for a dog, too, just, just to get away from the right. separate. What an octopus or something. Octop- <laughs> octopus, <laughs> that's right. You're a trash panda. What's what should have been? The yeah. Washington trash panda. Trash panda. Pan- <laughs> that was a dope. Pan- Fucking yeah, panda, fucking raccoon be your mascot, be dope. Yeah, Chris said we've actually never had a mascot. It's always been just named Redskins and full dress up like the Hogs and Chief Chief Z. Rip, rest in peace, Chief Z. Chief he Z was dressed as an Indian. Tribe. He was the closest thing we had to a <laughs> yeah a mascot for all those years. He's like our Virgil, which is racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ted DiBiase tried rest in peace, Chief Z though. Virgil around. Uh, yeah, yeah, rest said, in peace, Chief Z. Monty, awesome, you man. missed all the Taylor Heineke Carson wins chat. Yeah, man, go check it back on the replay. We we really talked about that for a good solid. 20 30 minutes but hey we'll be back uh um on thursday so thursday we have um our live stream for the upcoming game on th- let's see are we playing sunday what what, what, is, what is this next game gonna be we let's see. are playing sunday sunday Day. sunday sunday real quick before we um roll out i do want to show the uh, playoff scenarios that we have uh this is just for week 17 so Going throughout the uh, NFC, I'm not, 
The Eagles, this is just for week 17. The Eagles clinch the East with a win or a Dallas loss. Pretty simple. And they get home field advantage if you can see the Philly win or Minnesota loss or Dallas loss plus Minnesota loss plus San Francisco loss. The Bucks clinch the NFC South if they wake up and breathe. <laughs> a Tampa Bay win. The Giants, so this is where it gets kind of tricky. Uh, they clinch a playoff berth with the Giants win or – so I'm guessing this will be for either the sixth or the seventh spot. I'm not going to read all these scenarios, but it's, it's a bunch of Seattle loss, Washington loss, Seattle loss, Detroit loss, Washington loss, Detroit loss, Green Bay loss. So it's, it's, it's getting pretty crazy. But for us, for this coming weekend, we can clinch a playoff berth if we win – Seattle loses, Detroit loses, and Green Bay loses, which all happened last weekend, by the way. So it's not which, out of the by the way possible. can very well happen this week. Yes, very much so. So Seattle's in a free fall. Those are the playoff clinching scenarios. So when you lose, you start to lose control of your own destiny, and you got to rely on help, which sucks. But if we went out, we're in. So that 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 should be the goal. Yeah. And honestly, if Philly wins, that's our biggest help because suddenly Dallas has nothing to play for week 18. Right. It's it's tough, man. Like Cleveland, there's no reason why we, we shouldn't beat Cleveland. There really isn't. If you want to look at Cleveland, they're six and nine. They're in the bottom of the AFC North. Deshaun Watson. Stout, they have a pretty stout defense, but a terrible they offense. They do. Well, well, you know what scares me? Not to get too far down the weeds on the Browns, but we just battled Joy uh, Nick Bosa. Do we is is Miles Garrett going Miles to do Garrett the same doesn't have much defensive talent around him? Yeah, no, I know. And we're also going to face Jacoby Brissett. I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson. They were just got rid Who of him. Been playing like ass. Let's Who let's still, not. He yeah, Timberdow, and then he was what he did. Yeah, I mean they got Amari Cooper and uh, David and Joku. That's about it. And Nick Chubb in the running back position. So they're definitely not as well postured as as the Niners were, but I don't know. You get punched in the face enough times, you either wake up or get knocked out. Let's hope we wake up. Yeah. I mean, that later this week. Miles Garrett has 13 and a half sacks. Everybody else, two and a half. So very similar to the 49ers uh, numbers. But either way, hey, thanks for all that tuned in. Um, we appreciate y'all who, who lasted this far. Yam, Chris, Marcus, Jeff, Chris Smith, our lone 49ers fan. Thanks for coming back, man. We appreciate you. You, you tuned in on, on uh, Thursday. You said you'd be back. back. You were. You were. Yeah, amen, man. So hey, you have our respect. Thank you for interacting with us, man. That's that's good stuff. Y'all, y'all play the good game and, and clearly the better team won. Um Monty, Ben, thanks for tuning in. Uh Chris McDaniel, Andre Shorter. I know you came in a little bit late. Uh cousin Jeff Runyon and his kids. Thank you for at least tuning in for a little bit. Kool-Aid. Yeah, you saw Kool-Aid shout out, here, right? Shout out to Shelly who left as soon as I said Carson <laughs> went his name. <laughs> Shelly. It's okay. We still love you, Shelly. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back Thursday uh, for our live stream. And please tune in then because uh, we only got two games left. I don't even know what the odds are. I haven't even looked yet. We'll talk about it Thursday. Seriously. Fellas, any shout outs? Shout out to all those in the chat who, whether you're a Carson guy or a Taylor guy, the ones who have been pretty reasonable and reasonable and rational on both sides of that argument, which has been a lot of y'all. Um, 
I appreciate that. I appreciate people, you know, I always said this, I expect more out of the Washington fan base than other fan bases when it comes to these arguments because we've always been a more intelligent football fan base. And a lot of the comments are proof of that. We have a very intelligent football fan base. And I like that our our comment section, our fans, you guys, those are listeners, are generally very representative of that. And, you know, you'll, you'll come with, with takes that I may not agree with, but a lot of y'all put at least some thought into backing into it. And I will always say that, you know, we have one of the most inte- football intelligent fan bases in the world on, you know, and, and our, our listeners seem to be the best representation of that. So, you know what? Shout out to y'all. That's right. You got any shout out, Dev? Nah, no shout outs. You're muted, bro. Um, that's it. That's it. That's it. Shout that's out to it. Steve for being an old man. 42. Like that, yeah. Steve is the. Hold on, hold on. Have we ever settled this? Who is older between you two? I'm older. I'm 45. There you go. 45. <laughs> I, got less, I got less than a month to go before I hit 40. There you go. Welcome. It's a new 20. Come on. Chris said, it's such a good show that we drag other teams' fans in. Yeah, I don't know how Chris Smith found it, but hey, we appreciate we appreciate you watching and interacting with us, man. Happens every <laughs> week. It does. So don't forget this. Uh, you can find this podcast on any of your audio platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, iHeartRadio. It will be out there. This will be posted right after this. And our big Facebook group, the Washington Football Addicts, continue to come there for the live streams and for the, uh, the live game threads on Sundays. And also the, the flagship of, of what we do is here at the YouTube channel. So if you're listening to this, please roll on over to YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button. We greatly appreciate it. So much love, man. Love you guys. All right. Thank you for tuning in. Another show in the books. As always, peace and hail. We out. See you Thursday.